getting dark. Hi guys, how you doing? Um, Steve and Jez here from Best Days. Hello to you, hello to you. Yep, hello to you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, welcome, hello received. Welcome to Instagram viewers. Hello to you. Uh, it's fl- I don't know why it's flickering. Podcast listeners. Yep, hello to the you. People walking past us, looking in the window. Hello to you. And anyone else that might be interested, right? Well, let's say a big shout out to Nick Knowles. I know he'll be listening. The Knowles. Oh, all of our Japanese fans. Yep. There's a lot of them. Kanichiwa. Yep. Arigato. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Because yep. um, I'm sure everyone knows on the podcast, right? Number 30. What did I say? What? 34. I, I could well have made that number up. 34. Well, that is what you messaged me. Japanese <laughs> podcast charts or something. Yep. That's what got I got a thing from from a Japanese fan. So, uh, so, cheers. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we drinking? Firstly, well, yeah, we're having a bit. Adam Southwold, local beer. Yeah, support local business, always. Um, okay, so after I do a podcast, yep, I like to go home and munch on my dad's grub. He's a great cook. It's the Fair Rockstar Club. Hey. Dad's grub. Mm. My dad's grub. Mm. Also, munching on your dad's grub. Also, it's lovely. Could be gr- like that person's a grub. That's like an insult, or it could be a little beetle thing, right? Well, like as well. I assume that little was the worm. innuendo you were making. Your dad's middle, small, my dad's little worm. <laughs> small penis. Or it could be, uh, yeah. People say use it as a kind of way of saying that person's a grub. Do they? I've never, I I've I've never heard, heard it according to my um, oh, according to your, res- my your extensive research well uh, apologies for I the noise you. in the background mm. as per every Monday apparently it seems we have to descale the coffee machine <laughs> yeah I mean these are the little quirks that I know for a fact you enjoy mm-hmm. I've had a lot of our Japanese <laughs> your listeners, listeners they love it. have contacted me and said I'm not going to do a voice <laughs> I almost did a voice but they say, yeah. I what I especially love is the background noise. Actually, I had a had a, a question today from a um, from a, um, a one of our Japanese listeners, which mm-hmm. I thought you might want to answer for them. Mm-hmm. The question was, how do I get my nose so big? No, is that what you're going to say? No. Question was, what's your favourite day of the week to work in a shop and why? Mm. Yes, yeah, genuine question from our Japanese listener. Uh, ooh, it's a tough one. I'm going to say Friday. Friday. Yeah. Why? Well, as Rebecca Black once said, Friday, Friday, got to get down on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just there's quite a few regular customers who come in on a Friday and it's a kind of pop in for a coffee and a chat. It's that nice transition between weekend, weekend. Yeah. Yep. People, people's moods seem to be yep. up. There's the 
open possibility of the weekend you know and also by the end of the week you start getting people that are kind of like a bit bored of the week in town the college kids more often come in on a friday more Mm -hmm. because it's near the weekend end of the week yep they're feeling relaxed yep if anything it's the start of their weekend coming in on a thought yep exciting times well we've lost all of the instagram listeners through that comment (laughs) (laughs) they've all left um, okay, so um, why do you advertise these things? Oh. Podcast listeners don't need to hear that. No, true. Don't bring them down. With you, you know, they'll all watch it later. Mm. They'll catch up. Don't worry. That's my squeaky chair. Actually, I had um, girl who, uh, when I got the beers, and she said, "Oh, I love your podcast. So watch every one." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, dear." Well, we have statistics to prove that you don't. <laughs> and I asked her a very basic question about the podcast, and she just looked at me absolutely blankly. <laughs> Think what then she, she went, means. oh, I watched the ones of the bands. And I was like, oh, did you watch? I said, oh, why? And she I just see. looked at me blankly again. So <laughs> I suspect she didn't know. There's no what listen okay. to everyone. Or... But let that be a lesson to you people. We're often. Yeah. If you so much as show any interest in it, we will grill you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need proof. We're going to need conclusive proof that you've listened to it all the way to the end. Okay? Yeah. There will be a test. Could still be fun, though. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Jess, can you say to everyone who we are, where we are, and what we are? Uh, okay, where, where well, you find us. That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Traditionally, have you done this podcast before? Uh, okay, so it is Monday, the nineteenth of October, approaching spooky season. Yeah, where are we? I think once October starts, you're in spooky season. Yeah. Not just the day. You can't just have it on the day because mm-hmm. that's you know not enough time. Uh, we are in our shop in Colchester, Essex. Uh, for those for our international listeners, Colchester is very much the Paris of East Anglia. So the Riviera, just, the, yeah. the, the East Anglian Riviera, exactly. Yeah. We're right in the middle of that, yeah. where it's at. Yeah, uh, you can find us here on Forty Old Lane in Colchester, Paris of East Anglia, or at bestdaysvintage.co.uk for all your failed rock star club needs. I'm Jez. Slightly higher voice. He's Steve. Still camp, but slightly lower. Just slightly lower, just so you can tell the yep. tell the difference. Hello. There you go. There you go. Okay, um, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And um, as I traditionally like to do with this podcast, I would like to start it off by asking you what your song of the week is. Do you well, have I've got, of course I've got one. What do you take me for? Well, sometimes I forget and I have to <laughs> make it up on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of my regular customers, what I find interesting is how sort of classic songs, like older songs, get passed down through generations. Well, I don't know if that's how they, they get passed down, whether it's like dad's playing it to daughters, you know, mum's playing it to sons, or they hear it on the radio, mm-hmm. or their friends recommend it. I'm not sure how it happens, but the way sort of folklore happens, and like kind of songs get passed down, certain songs each generation discovers them and certain songs just stay in their own little okay bubble mm-hmm. don't you find Is that interesting older brothers or sisters or just anyone just older well it could be anyone but, dads but I mean I could have picked okay, any example. sort of classic song but I'm Les Nails <laughs> Dreams the uh, Fleetwood Mac song yep some kids like sometimes if a group of Youths come in here. I let I give them control of the yeah, yeah. Okay. the tablet sure. and I let them queue up the songs. I yep. say, right, you you be the DJ. Sometimes I discover new songs off the back of that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
they'll say, oh, do you know this one? Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. I'll go, no, no. <laughs> Never heard it. Yeah. Uh, but I find it interesting which songs kind of they're into. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, so th- this is just an example that happened today. Funnily enough, the other week we were doing our favourite albums mm-hmm. ever. Albums, yep. it? Top five. Yep. So one of the youngsters came in here, like one of the regulars. Yep. And I was talking, they were talking about it, and they went, I went, yeah, you probably won't know him. It's like a Scottish band called Idlewild. Yeah. She went, yeah, I know Idlewild. My dad listens to Idlewild. <laughs> like a dagger to your heart. A little bit. I was like, oh, well, yeah. Well, you should listen to them. I know. She went, yeah, I know him because my dad listens to them. And I thought for the, f- like, that's the kind of really good, like, and first time for ages, I kind of had a band that I thought was still pretty cool and current that dads well, listen to. And they're like, that's, that's their main, only reference to them. Yeah. Like, well, mine would have been like, my dad listens to Dire Straits. Dire Straits or something, yeah. Or Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Well, yeah, Idlewild are one who haven't really transcended their little place in time, I, yeah. I don't think. Despite us championing them mm-hmm. at every possible occasion, yeah. they're a band who, yeah, you ask anyone our age and say, oh yeah, Idlewild, yeah, no, you held the ball in your arms. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they probably bought the big albums and then stopped after yeah. the two big albums and then, you know, even yeah. though they're still making great music now. They still, they, they know them from the past. Yeah, exactly. They're a band of the past for them. Yeah. And obviously a band like Fleetwood Mac are a band from the past. No one's getting into their new stuff, but they're a band that cross span the generations, mm. like each yeah. generation. They're, still, they're considered cool now. Like yeah, like. yeah. So, yeah, that must be magical for a band to... Like Fleetwood Mac <clears throat> toured now, they'd have an audience that was made up mm. of multi-generation. It wouldn't just be people who were around the first time. Most of them are dead. Yep. Or, or dying. <laughs> Long problems right now. Oh. Well... You know, not all of them, mm-hmm. but they probably have like like kids. These were like sixteen, seventeen year olds. I just thought it was cool that, that you know mm. they're just discovering those bands and they're like and picking them off off their own back. Yeah, they're probably Spotify's probably recommending them off the back of other songs, maybe. And I don't know. I'd be interested to. I should talk to them about how they discover these. How things. they find them? Is it through family or is it through their friends or is it through just yeah? Just is it playlists that you know? Because it's not often that you go on a random band and click it and go, I listen to that. You have to be recommended. Yeah. Right? You don't just find... I think so. Or Spotify playlists, maybe. I think it's the algorithms, isn't it? You're recommended. Did I tell you, I, was, I told you I was watching that documentary about social media. Mm. And now it's still, there's all these really complicated algorithms that learn more and more about you the more they see what you consume. And then all your recommendations are kind of based based on this algorithm and you have to reject it. And then you're being sold to. Yeah. They're trying to subtly manipulate your behaviour <laughs> to how they want it. Which is what most businesses are trying to do. Yep. Surveillance capitalism, it's called. Is it? Ooh. That's, that's which the... is why Amazon is so popular, right? Because Amazon have got the keys to that kingdom. Yeah, they didn't really go like into They're Amazon an information is power kind of company. Yeah. And interestingly, Amazon didn't make any money for the first 10 years. Wow. Because they reinvested, reinvested, and developed and developed. Much like us. Much like I think us. after 10 years, we'll, that's when we'll finally crack it. Let's well, hope. Yeah, I mean, we do spend a lot of money. We do reinvest a lot back into the business. It's not like we take a lot out of it. Personally. We take anything out of it, really. Basic wage, and that's about yeah. it. And most of the money we get, we goes into kind of like trying to grow it, trying to reinvest it, mm. and trying to find ways to grow the business and that a long-term plan, right? And I really like to think that it's a 
painful process at the beginning, but a long term, it's the right thing to do. No, it is. Well, we're on the same page. Luckily. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> What's your song of the week, Stephen? I've gone for, interestingly, <laughs> Blur, Best Days. Why Why this week? Of all the weeks? Of all the weeks. Because I was like thinking about what, what's been happening in my week this week. And I was like, well, I can't think of anything specific apart from being in a shop. Like, loads. And really, I've, I felt really tired yesterday. Like, I had like a day off in the week, but I worked most of that day, actually. And so I felt I had my day off yesterday, and I felt fucking knackered yesterday. And I felt really drained mentally, and I fell asleep in the afternoon. And wow. I don't normally do that. And I, I've been up early with the dog a bit, but... I felt really drained and I was like I just put a lot into it the last week for some reason mentally and physically and it was knackered and I was like that's what well, that's probably been and I thought we've never really spoken about in specifics about our relationship with that song because when we first started this business we were like really thinking about what we could name this shop and we really wanted to name it after a blur song didn't we we spoke in detail about different versions of the song and what all different songs and what we wanted to do we spoke about maybe calling this place London Loves yep I was talking to uh uh, yeah. Pop Harry, scene. Harry out of the verdicts about yeah. this. Yeah, they were one. they were contenders. Yeah, but he, they what fe- did he, they... he, uh, he said we should call it Essex Dogs. Oh, yeah. but I said, well, that's a song specifically slagging off Colchester. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, don't know if that's the one. Yeah, and we were like really discussing where we were like what sort of what could you call a business, and best days came up because of the connotations, right, Finchy? <laughs> Traitor, <laughs> Quite a Finch. <laughs> Do you want to go in that? Go into that? Uh, he's probably already that. Um, but yeah, Best Days was a song that best um, summed up what we were about, i.e. the idea that people are living their best days at the moment. Da Vinci's idea that it's like the best days, like the yep. clothing from Clothing's the best days. from the best days, yeah. Um, and hopefully when you come, yeah. come in... Traitor, Finch. <laughs> Having your be- you're having one of your best days ever, I'd have yeah, thought. Yeah. And it was like a song that, um, I don't know, it just seemed to resonate with us, didn't it? Yeah, well, it just ticked all the boxes, really. made yeah. sense. And it, yeah, it's a great song as well. That helps. Yeah. And other people turn around and laugh at you if you say that these are the best days of our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to... Right. Podcast listeners... Connor the Finch. Yeah, he's been on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Steve's got beef with him. Well, actually, I suppose we've both got beef with him. So I was looking through (laughs) our mailing list the other day at the kind of people that are on our mailing list, like flicking through. And I was like, oh, some people have unsubscribed to the mailing list. I was looking through and it came up and went, Connor Finch, (laughs) unsubscribed, traitor. Mm -hmm. I mean, he thought casually, may I say... Caught yeah. red-handed. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna message him, Connor Finch, and say, "Oh, did you see the last uh, mail out, Finchy? Because it's all about you." <laughs> yeah, traitor. Um, anyway, moving on. Sorry, um, moving on. Um, you miss, you missing out on some great content, Finchy. Seriously, you want to yeah. resubscribe to that, mate? Yeah. Bit out of order. <laughs> yeah, a little bit disloyal. Come on. Yeah. Oh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't believe you. Yeah. Well, I've got the photo evidence. Um, anyway, um, maybe you did it accidentally, Finchie. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so that's why. And like, I can't remember why it was. Any other reasons why it was like? No, just well, we we decided it would make sense. Yeah. 
because we kind of became friends through a shared love of Blur. Yeah. So that's why it was always going to be Blur based, wasn't it? Yeah. That once we decided, well, that makes perfect sense. It kind of fits. It's in Colchester as well, so mm. it all kind of ties together. Then it was just like, what's the mm. best song? And if any of the Blur legal department are um, currently listening, it's a tribute. Yeah, it's a tip of the hat. We try not. We're not um, making money off the good name. It's a. In fact, most people don't really know. Yeah, and it's a nod to the greatest band, one of the greatest bands that have ever existed, that we love. Exactly. Did you see that message on Instagram that somebody from, was going to... From Graham Coxon? No, he no. has not been in touch himself. But somebody messaged to say their dad was good friends with him and they're going to talk to him and try and contact him and see if he'll just do something, give us a shout-out or, or something. Nice. Yeah, we should. We, have you contacted Coxon yet? No. Well, this, this happened. So, Did you, um, like, have you um, contacted from Rick, Ricky Gervais? I've had, <laughs> I've had nothing. <laughs> nothing from Ricky Gervais. Uh, I've had nothing from Gervais. Oh. Well, I sent him a lovely message. Yeah, shame. Lovely little lamb lunch yeah. in the centre of Windsor. Yeah. But yeah, no, nothing. Who, who were you going to contact? Uh, um, I contacted uh, Thingy from Rap Boy, didn't he? Nothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I'm finding it hard to um, work up the courage to um, contact um, Natalie and Brulier. <laughs> Natalie, do you, you see, even to... even on Twitter, I don't know. Remember the well, time I mean, you ch- checked my ass out? Exactly. You two have got check. We got history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's going to break up old graves, isn't it? Yeah. Time you undress me with your eyes. Yeah. Okay, so um, this episode, Jez, is called yeah. the guitarist episode. The guitarist. Oh, oh, I've written it there. Guitarist, the guitarist episode. Yeah, I wrote that wrong. That's pretty cool, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, so this episode is all about what it's like to be a guitarist in a band. Yeah, and we we've got a world class one on the pod tonight. He should be here any, any minute. minute now. He's <laughs> certainly not me. Okay, well, well, that was the joke I was making. Yeah, if I have to explain it, it ain't funny. Yeah. Fin- what's Finchie saying? Always like you more. Yeah. Ah, oh, Finchie's seen Coxon. Okay. Nice, good for him. So, Send um, him in, Cockles. Yeah, so... Um, so you were, you were the guitarist in I our band. I was a guitarist so in the band. I think you're perfectly placed to tell us all about mm-hmm. what makes a good guitarist. The relation... The, I suppose it's more about... It's like the relation... The dynamics, right, for guitarists in a band and how that, those dynamics kind of work, I guess, within the band's kind of world. Firstly, let's start with your relationship with the guitar. Yeah. Why why guitar? Why why do most people choose guitar? Uh, I uh, I chose the guitar because I f- I was quite young and I f- I watched this like covers band like looking back I'd probably be real cheesy right a man playing a guitar with a backing track you know yeah. like working men's pub <laughs> yeah, yeah you can imagine the situation but I was like yeah, yeah I was, you, I, was, I, was yeah. I was enchanted enchanté <laughs> yeah Mr Guitar Man um, and I started to learn classical guitar mm-hmm. to start with footstool reading music and all that bang ba-da-ding you know, that sort of stuff like finger picking um, nylon strings footstool the works music yep. why do you need the footstool <clears throat> to I like hold you you kind of have to sit like with your, like your foot up like I'm left handed so like with the, with the headstock side and you put your guitar like that and you play like like um, Desperado. <coughs> um, <clears throat> but I, as I got older, hit puberty, good and proper, discovered rock music, I discovered the electric guitar <laughs> yep. and the distortion pedal. And all 
it all went out the window after that. All my all your classical yeah. schooling, your stool, yeah. you kick your stool out of the room. Effectively, grew my hair, got acne, and <laughs> made an absolute Every teenage racket. cliche. Yeah, and yeah, formed a band pretty quickly. <coughs> formed a band, uh, and figured out and like. Yeah, I spent my time learning like Oasis guitar solos and sure. reading like the music because I could read music at the time. So I was like, re- like you get the like the songbooks and reading the actual music to work work wow. out and to learn to play the guitar, like the old riff, Jeez, riffs and stuff like that? like OK Computer and stuff. I could read the music from there and play the guitar. I know. Why did, why did you let all that go? Just don't know. Don't know why I did it. Just skills really and like racket. Um, and so. Yeah, that's kind of how I fell in love with it. And I loved the idea of making a noise, really. Like, noisy delay pedal. My favourite was the delay pedal and the distortion pedal together, making rackets and noises and seeing what you come up with. Did you have guitar heroes at that point? Were there people... Noel Gallagher. NG. The NG, who was my man. Yeah. Anyone else? Do you go any further back? No, because at the time, like, I was, like, really... That's pretty basic, but I, even to this day, to be fair, I would still say that Noel Gallagher's like riffs and stuff like that were really quite are, are iconic. They might be quite simple, but they're really like melodic, like supersonic, um, shaker maker, and like they're kind of really heavy riffs at the beginning of mm-hmm. a song that are still like you'd know what it is when you hear it. Yes, I like NG's riffs, not his solos. Yeah, his solos were quite bluesy, basic. Yeah, a bit cliche. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were, but even like some of them, like Live Forever and stuff, you could probably sing it, like the kind of you probably. You know what I mean? It's like there's not many guitar songs yeah. you can sing. That so it was almost like they're an extension of the melodies of like the songs. Like they were still a big part of those songs in the early days. Well, the, yeah. And as, I mean, as Oasis went on, you lost that. You lost that part of the music. Yeah, they. I mean, def- they definitely suited the songs, I suppose, <clears> but. Taking them, the guitars as on their own. Mm. They're, not, they're like, not cool. No. But they're catchy and they're iconic. Yeah. Okay, I'll give them that. So there wasn't... Like, was cigarettes there... and alcohol. I know it's a rip-off, but still, it's like... <laughs> you know, they're still fat riffs at the beginning of the songs. Like, it was quite riff-heavy at the beginning of their songs. And they're quite easy to play, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so that, they were every man stuff, weren't they? Yeah. It's easy to kind of, like, play those sort of guitar solos. And I really felt... I fell for it. Like, but as time went on and stuff, obviously, like... I always say that this, I don't know what you think about this, but I always kind of say in a hierarchy of a band, like the guitarist was often like the kind of like the second best one. They're often the right hand man to the singer. They? Yeah, they're kind of like the they're not quite as good singer, but they're kind of like they're yeah. still cool. And they, you know, yeah. they're like, they're, I, they're I like the often, Uber fans' favorite. Often, yeah, I think they're often the cool the coolest yeah. members, the guitarists. Obviously, not in our in our case, but that was our bass player. So. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the coolest. It's generically speaking, because obviously yes. you get exceptions. But as a of rule course. of thumb, you get the. I'd say I was I was always drawn to the guitarist growing up. Why was that? I don't know. I, I just like rule of cool. I guess yeah. they just always seemed. I suppose they seemed like the most More mysterious. Nonchalant. Yeah, just that yeah. kind of aloof. They just look something about <clears throat> people playing guitar. It just it looks fucking cool. It always yeah. has. Probably always will. I mean, although is it is it still. Do you still get that when you see a band, or do you, now when you see like white boys with guitars, do you think oh, that's a bit? They're not as cool anymore. But most of the members of the band aren't as cool anymore. Mm. 
They're a bit more like kind of middle class. Now, kind of. now they just look too much like a throwback, don't they? They look too much like a kind of Britpop throwback to me. I don't know. I just don't think anyone's done anything interesting with guitar music in a, Did you always find in a long time? You know, when we first started, we had like a band, like Fans of Kate, and we had two guitarists in our band. Mm-hmm. There was certainly a contrast in performance styles. Yes, there was. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> Looking I don't back know. on it, I don't know whether, whether, what you make of that, whether or not you think that... Because I was quite... I know I'm here, but it's like I was a bit more laid back with it, and, ja- yeah. and Jamie was a little bit more look at me. Yes, he certainly was. Attend, yeah. like, almost like not contributing to the band dynamic, but competing <laughs> I don't want to for speak, attention. speak ill of somebody... He's not dead. He's not here. I mean, he might be. Yeah. We don't know that. He's not yeah. dead. Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't a fan of his performance style. And also, he's, he was like people would always tell me technically he was a good guitarist because I'm I really not being a guitarist myself. I mm. could never kind of get why, what people were saying. Mm-hmm. He could do sort of whittly, whittly stuff, I suppose, is what they meant. Guitar parts. But his, the sound that he always used to use was so trebly, yeah. it never cut through. Yeah. And often you'd only find out what he was... It was like a wall of noise. Yeah, you'd only find out what he was playing when we went into the recording studio. You're like, yeah. oh, right, that's what you've been fucking doing. All this time. All this time. Yeah. Is that it's, because it's it was just been... being in the band sometimes it can be a racket when you're rehearsing in the racket room? Or do you think it was just because his sound was just so I think that's guff? It seemed to be... It was gigs, it was uh, practices, it was... I don't know. I don't know if you hear, hear different... Heard it in a different frequency. I don't. I don't know. Mm. But that's that's what always struck me about him. I didn't like his performance style. That's because he pers- was competing with you as a singer. Opinion. No, not. I just. I think if I'd been in the audience, I'd have thought he's a knob. Yeah. And I, just from <laughs> uh, anecdotal evidence, often people would say he's a knob <laughs> afterwards. Although girls seem to like him. So, which mm. is, uh, I suppose, what kept him doing it. But mm. off boys. Tended to uh, not be so keen on his on his style. From what I remember, Did you, is that what you found? Uh, it used to grate me because I used to think it was like just trying to kind of be the main one, yeah. and he wasn't really being a team player. And sometimes being in the band, you have to know your place. Um, it's also the same, I think, when you have the guitarist who's doing backing vocals. He's talking too much. Oh yeah, over the songs over. when it's the singer's job. Yeah, know your place. Yeah, unless they've had a specific discussion. There's like I know Alt J, like the the singer doesn't like to do any talking in between. Okay. So the, the posh little keyboard okay. player does it. That's all the his talking. job. Yeah. Okay. He's, oh hello, oh, Red Rocks. They've got a live album on. Uh, okay. Spotify and he's like, "Oh, Red Rocks. This has been the greatest night of our lives." <laughs> <laughs> and you just think, oh. That's cute. Yeah. But he's clearly been put in charge of, of bands. And he's, he's, he's the most charismatic one. <laughs> he's, just, he's just the other one. Oh. There's only three of them. One's the drummer. You oh. can have the drummer doing all the uh, talking. So you're left with the little posh mumsy. Mm. <laughs> uh, mum, I'm going to be home for ten tonight, so Red Rocks is the last one. <laughs> you don't actually say that, but it's, it's kind of similar. So there are instances where yeah, the singer doesn't want to do the talking, mm. but yeah, I always found that don't uh, don't uh, overplay your part. Yeah, know, you, know your place. Yeah, I it's probably it should be more egalitarian, I guess. There shouldn't be a hierarchy. But it's that, like but you I need someone. You need a focal point. Someone's got to take control. Yeah, you need yeah. a focal point. You need someone that's going to be doing the work. 
and that's for me it's always the singer's job to do as part of the role is to also entertain like the front man right the front yeah. man is also the man that um it's part, yeah, it's you, part you, of your job. you don't mind every now and then getting a little chirp in yeah chip in if you're invited only to only occasionally <laughs> yeah like, once a gig twice a yes, gig max like Co- i think coxon's classic example yeah. of that he great backing vocals yeah cool as fuck and then he would chip in like say he was about to do the vocals yeah. or, or every like coffee and tv he'd always be the one that he'd, go, yeah, he'd, he'd introduce it yeah he's, exactly. he's, song, he's singing song. them and he'd maybe chip in with the old oh you know Thank you very much. Mm. Like once a gig, mm-hmm. and you want you know you as a fan. Yeah, you like that because you like yeah, him. Yeah, because like, that's that's one little bit. Yeah. Tell you when we, you remember when we saw the national. Yep. And they were pretty bad at like the two guitarists would always natter away. Yeah, and the singer yeah. didn't really talk much. No, but sometimes they'd talk over him, and it was like mm. like mm, come on, yeah, know your place. Get this, get this in order. Get your house in order. Because I say that. Becoming after that, we became like the only guitarist in the band, mm. and that dynamic kind of changed because I very much cruised on the back of Jamie's twiddling when there was two of us. So you were the I rhythm. knew my role as you were being the rhythm master. I knew my role as being a bit more chuggy Riffs. and a rough riff here and there, but mainly it was I thought I let Jamie do the. So that the roles changed when you're the only guitarist in the band. You yep. have a lot more kind of riding on it because, and also, it's a bit like being a vocalist where you're trying to figure out the right melody. Riffs are important sometimes to a song, yeah. And they can make a pressure. Break it. Like I used to feel loads of pressure with it, like feeling like I can't do this. Like trying to find something that was like melodic and catchy and easy to play. You're not too twiddly. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line. Yeah. Did you ever have a conversation with him about like with Jamie? Yeah, about how your guitars would complement each other. No, no? never no? spoke to him about anything really. So it was just kind of you could tell he was technically better, so you just let him. Just he just always seemed to be just one of the more like the dwiddly one. Yeah, I was happy enough for that. I just he would. Do you remember when he went for a phase of every time he would set up his guitar, he'd play the theme from Top Gun. Yeah, really loudly. <laughs> really like, fucking loud. Look at me. Yeah, good, yeah a good, good That's a good example of someone that's like doing it for themselves. He's doing it for themselves, not for the band because it was all very much look at me even in soundcheck you'd have to be the one that play it as loud like at 11 and you'd be like going fucking shut up yeah because it's like standing there and everyone's embarrassing something like socially kind of like awkward um but there you go it's just there's the dynamics of musicians right it's like it happens you get someone that kind of thinks they're a bit like that um and it's also trying to get those levels right sometimes with a guitarist because sometimes you can be absolutely blasted by a guitar and it's like figuring out how that dynamic work fits in with like the yeah because there's some bands where you know sort of shoegazy type bands where the yeah. the vocals are meant to be sort of buried yeah. in that big fuzz of yeah. guitar noise and sometimes that really suits suits the song I, there are bands like that that I love yeah sometimes you you want to hear the words and you want to hear the melody and if the guitarist is trying to fuck with that You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you.
visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. Sack him. Trying to over outdo it. He shouldn't. Yeah, it should be complementing the song. Because a really good example of that, of being it about me and not about the the band, is some. This is might be a little bit too um, to some of our younger listeners, but some Mm. of our older listeners will know the Seahorses. John Squire's John Squire from Stone Roses when he left them and he formed his new band, and it was very much like I'm the guitarist and I'm going to twiddle over every single little bit I can to make it all about me, yeah, and not about the song or the. That's true. They did have they had some good songs, didn't they? Yeah. And some of his solos were cool, but it was like, you know, I'm sucker every now and then for a bit of face melter. Yeah. But it was just a really good example of how it's just all about me. Yeah. All about me, John Squire. But I suppose in that band, because it was John, it's a different dynamic straight away, isn't it? Because it's the famous guitarist, and then, like, you got a singer who's just a busker. busker. Yeah. So, so he made all, it all about all, him straight yeah. away. It was never going to be a why it never of, worked, because yeah. it was that dynamic, because it's not a team, being a team player. I mean, he played at our student union, didn't he, the singer? Yeah. The busker. Did. did you ever busk? Never. Never. Okay, always wondered that. Um, so, favourite guitarists? Yeah. Other than NG, let's not not guitar style necessarily okay. that you're trying to imitate, but who do you sort of look at and think these are f- fucking cool dudes with oh, guitars, or you know, or a woman? Oh, me personally. Yes, yeah, so you. Per- let's talk you personally first. Um, I love a bit of noise. So I do love a bit of Coxon, obviously. Natch. One of my favourite guitarist solos is, is one of his. Well, yeah, love, we'll come to that. Yeah. yeah. But I also like... I, I know he's not really your vibe, but I am a bit of a sucker for... Not for For a <laughs> bluesy kind of face-melter guitar riff. Because I think I can appreciate how... You know, he's pretty cool sometimes. And, yeah, I do like a bit of Die Straits, Mark Knopfler. Maybe that's something because they're very much a sort of musos band, aren't they? They're yeah. a guitar player's band. Yeah, well, it's Whereas, what he's all about. Also, when you what about if you're the singer and the guitarist? Yeah, like they like he was. Yeah, good point. Never really had that. I mean, never really thought about that. But there's lots of bands where it's like the singer is also the guitarist. Muse. Yep. Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Come back to him. Mm. My favourite solo. Okay. So what, if you were had to if you had to rank your band like your generic band members, mm-hmm. like say okay you got singer, guitarist, bass player, keyboard player, drummer, mm-hmm. right? There's a four or five piece mm-hmm. generic. Who's yeah. your, who's, like who's going to be your favourite? Generic. Member? Well, it's usually guitar or bass. Hmm. Guitarist or bassist. Probably, I'd say it's been guitarist more. If you if you go through. Sometimes it's a singer, but I'd say more often than not it's a guitarist. So yeah. I'd say guitar. I'd say okay. guitarist number one. Yeah, because like, you, you don't like to go with the obvious sometimes, and it's like sometimes you because singers tend to be often egomaniacs and kind yeah. of make it about them. And yeah, it, it's difficult. It's really difficult skill to be a a singer who doesn't play an instrument. Yeah. In uh, yeah, it's a know, skill like, set. It's a skill. It's in a itself. totally different thing. Yeah. And having done having done that, because it's also easy to hide behind your guitar. Exactly. So I think it's much easier for front people of bands if they do play an instrument. 
because I, I used to play keys obviously while while singing and that it was a totally it was a once that was taken away from me it was a whole different yeah, ball game nothing to hide behind then exactly you, then you got you okay so guitarist generic second favourite so let's go bass player bass player then Third, singer then singer keyboard player drummer yeah I'd say so yeah but there's not that many keyboard players that I can kind of you remember and go oh, give I love exa- that keyboard player no thingy from Keen but it's very rare. Tim Rice Oxley. Yeah, well, he see, he's the songwriter as well, so it's kind of mm. peanut from <laughs> the guys of Chiefs. <laughs> is he, was he keyboards? I feel like peanut was keyboard. Mm. Or was he guitar? Well, look, I Who think cares? it might have been keyboard. I don't care. <laughs> it's, not, it's not important. Do email him. Was peanut <laughs> the keyboard player from uh, the guys of Chiefs mm. or the guitarist? Uh, Candida Doyle from Pulp. Yeah, I'd put her, her above the drummer. Yeah, <laughs> the drummer. Yeah, Mackie was he the drummer? Or was he the guitarist? Do you think like some guitarists? Come about that. Do you think some guitarists have got a really obvious sound and a style? Some, some do. And I, I, and I suppose like that's what separates the, uh, the men from the wheat from the chaff. The greats, yeah, the greats from just the yeah generic guitar like players. The edge, the edge is fine. He's got his kind of own you sort of style. Yeah. Edge from classic Coke era. Yeah. Unmistakable. Yeah. Coxon's got that sort of mixture of uh, sort of lead and rhythm mm. that he melds together that is, you know, very distinctive. Johnny Marr. A lot of that is like the effects that he uses, uses but yeah. he has a very distinctive The way he style. plays it as well. Yeah. Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, Johnny Greenwood's sort of jerky kind of mm. style. Mm. the sound as well so you can always yeah. tell when it's like Die Straits for example the sound oh, of his yeah, guitar Nuffler's, comes up yeah Nuffler's licks yeah you could always you could almost tell it's one of his licks because his sound is his tone of his guitar is very obvious yeah Clapton Clapton ACDC yeah he's quite distinctive uh, Eddie Van Halen <laughs> oh well, I listened to him the other day <laughs> he don't he does recently that's probably why we yeah. listen to it yeah, yeah. not for me Clive <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know much Van Halen to be fair, but mm. I know people rate him. Yeah, as a guitarist, didn't like Jamie, our you know ex-guitarist that we've been slain off. <laughs> he used to buy like the guitar magazines, didn't he? Did he? Uh, no. I'm pretty sure, and he would know about like Steve Vai and people like that. Yeah, like the Musos, Musos. Yeah, you, you never walked, you yeah. never walked across that line. <laughs> Feel like that. It's probably why I never really like was very good. No, but be asked or any you other. played with it was feeling. It was mm. about vibe with you. Yeah, it was, was, wasn't it? Because I was never technically a good guitarist, let's be honest. But I, I, I played with a bit more kind of a vibe, I guess, and a feeling, and like it was never yeah. the most complicated parts. But but you knew you knew what sounded good, which is a much better skill. Than I, I felt I it was, it was with like with like when we used to do our recordings or our album with our producer Rick. He was like the guitar. He is a guitarist in a band called Embrace, mm-hmm. and that was always like quite difficult as well. Being a guitarist with another guitarist he looked up to, who was also much better than you. Yeah, that, that's a difficult dynamic, isn't it? Mm. But he, you know, it's not, I mean, a lot of it was just in your head because it's not like he kind of. Do you think he lorded over you and went, "Oh, come on, Steve, that's rubbish. I could play that better." Mm. Well, I, well, I didn't sense that. Yeah. Do you think that he was a good guitarist? Uh, He's obviously a good guitarist. Yeah, but... he obviously is. I again, I don't know enough about guitar. I've read enough sort of bits about him and people who know guitars who've said he's amazing to to realise he is amazing mm. but I you know 
He, he's, he's not really a riffmeister, is he? Like, there's, there's a few. He, but he, I feel like he's in. He's he can, a, he's he can a do sound, it all. He's a, yeah, he loves a, he loves he's a kind of good effects, sw- effects handle sounds. of effects. But he, it, he likes a little riff. Feels like he can solo and he can riff and he can mm. he can do it all. Really, he's just an all-round great guitarist and probably underrated. Do you think that he'll, he'll never be seen as a great, but he'll be seen as a? Yeah, I think that's what I mean. I think because of the nature of the band, you don't think. I think when you think of them, you think of Danny, don't you? The big yeah. sort of frontman. He Coldplay say this, not about Rick, but about their like Chris Martin's always saying that Johnny um, Buckland is underrated as a guitarist. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Or overrated? Or uh, think he's about rated? No, I think he's about right. I, well, I'd, I'd say people like us appreciate him mm. because some of those songs like. In my place, where it's a really simple, simple riff, but riff, it really but catchy. It makes makes the song. Yeah, he's he's written some really solid, like "Fix You" is like a kind yeah. of like iconic riff mm-hmm. right? that's always going to be known for a long, no, long time. Two notes, essentially. Yeah, but it works, and it's yeah. like really simple. They're it, for me like my favourites because mm. you don't have to whittle and oh, yeah. no, twiddle simple, over it. But simple is always better. Catchy, simple is always it's, what I was aiming for. Because it's only again muto twonks who are going who get excited about the really widdly ones mm. I don't think many everyday everyday folk mm. they don't care. care how technically proficient you are as long as it's, it's catchy what, it's yeah. sat, if it can connect well, it's with the it fe- it's the it. feel isn't it um, you know there are and there are guitar solos where it is technically really proficient but that do get you mm-hmm. like the the big this is a low solo which I assume we're gonna it's gonna get a mensch mm-hmm. that you know, that's great playing, but it's also just a just gets you in the feels, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's got both. Yeah, it's because yeah. it's like difficult, as well, difficult, but, but like, also has yeah. played with absolute feeling. It just for me, Coxon's crowning, crowning yeah. glory. Yeah, for me too. Until the blur's he, crowning until glory. Until he meets me. Yeah, I think it is. I think if somebody said, "Play me a blur song," go on. I've never heard of him. Hmm. Tell me why they're so good. I'd, that's what I'd, I'd play. This is a. It's a, it's a masterpiece. What sort of guitarist is for your favourite? Like, you know, like, it's like heavy metal guitar, which is also technically like impressive, but has got for me no nothing. Well, yeah, it's not really my vibe at all. No. It's got no feel. It's got no emotion to me, but it's technically impressive. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's feeling. It's kind of not. Being too, look at me. I think we've covered all these bases. Yeah. They've got to look cool. They've got to not make it all about them yeah. and like just like be foot on amp, like too too cliche again. But yeah, it can't, uh, it's hard to say. You just know, you just feel it when it's mm. when it's good. When it some people you. who are into like say metal stuff will love a guitarist that's able to absolutely face melt. Yeah. What do you think that says about their personality? Shred, shredding, shred or dead. Yeah, but it's just not my vibe. No, but that whole genre, nothing about metal does it for me. Never, no, never really has. Because I'm a I'm a melody guy, aren't I? And then yeah, true. They tend to not be some the most melodic every of, now and then. You'll get a little melodic yeah. one, but most of the time it's um it's, it's difficult to listen to. Some of it's quite cool, but it's like it's yeah, it's not really my vibe. Mm. Um. Have you got a favourite riff? Have you had to say this is the this is the my, my riff, not solo, but like riff? Here you go. We can't go far wrong with "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Yeah, it's just so simple, isn't it? As yeah, well. it's just 
four chords, right? Yeah. And it's chords based, isn't it? It's just Yeah. But it's just that's one of the, I remember hearing that for the first time and going, Whoa. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything like it and it was like Wow. I I wanna hear that again. Yeah. I heard it on the radio and I you know you can't just Yeah. It's not like now where you just if you hear a song you shazam it and then add it to your Spotify playlist and then listen to it as many times as you want. Mm. That was like, Wow, what's that? I need to hear that again. And then yeah. I had to wait for uh, Top of the Pops. What well, about you? I was, I was thinking about this then. I was going to say, for some reason I was going to say ACDC, Thunderstruck. <laughs> I can't even sing it now, so it can't be that favourite of mine. Yeah, Thunder! That's more about the... Just the vibe. <laughs> yeah. So something about that. The I just like a little bit of that. Yeah, that's what he's just going. It's quite fun, but doesn't that's not doesn't get you in the feels? No, it doesn't get me in the feels. No, not at all. That's like a foot stomper rather than a. It's probably obviously like Fix You is one of my favourite songs, just for that riff at the end, and like it gets me every time. Like just, yeah, I think it's just I think that's genius that song. Well, it's simplistic. Your top five all time. Yeah. You don't get in that without, and that's like that's like the complete opposite of that. It's like just really so simple, but so effective. And I say like I was well for my own stuff. I used to I really like I was always say I was always chuffed with um funny enough million to one that riff because I came out what, of the ding 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 starting not the because I remember there was one there's a riff near the end yeah so like. Yeah. Brian Adams and we had arguments about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, no, but that riff, that beginning riff, like that, because I remember when we first recorded that song and it was, I thought it was like really like catchy and I thought it was potentially iconic. <laughs> Never obviously was, but it was like had something about it for me that was always like, and the kind of like song came in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was always struck with that personally. Well, it's available uh, yeah. on Spotify. Million to a million to one. Can't remember what it's called. A million to one. Yeah, million, well, to one. million or a million? I, I think it's a million to one. No, I was watch it. <laughs> Our Japanese fans might be probably all listen to it. <laughs> yeah. But this time, next time you listen to yeah. it, listen out for the riff at the beginning. I should do a wee. Stephen Bobby Hurdle. We're going to do Banff. Why don't you read through the. Um, or do you want to wait for me? Uh, well, yeah. We have to talk what? for a bit. I'll go through. Oh, I can't look at them. Well, anyway, I put it out on our Instagram about who your favourite guitarists were. And I got a little bit of Coxon, a little bit of NG, a little bit of Johnny Marr. Uh, Hendrix came up quite a bit. He's fucking cool. Somebody said a guy that I can't remember now. Frank Zappa, somebody said. Yeah, there were a couple I hadn't heard of. I had to do a little bit of research. Uh, but I think it's one of those things everyone's got an opinion on. Even if you don't listen to guitar music exclusively, you still have a have a favourite guitarist, I think. Because so much of the music pre-80s like was guitar music. Uh, but yeah, there was a couple I can't remember the names of. Did you go into it? No, I didn't know you go to whatever. No, I don't know how to find it. I, but I said the ones I could remember. 
Oh yeah, Squire obviously from the Finch. Hendrix, he can play with his teeth. Oh yeah, Brian May. Oh yeah, he's a, he's good. To be he fair. is very very good. Good. And he's, again, he's written some iconic riffs as well oh, that are going to go down in history. We remember we spoke about the Beatles as guitarists. Yeah. How good. people say Harrison's? Yeah. Quite. They were, never known, they were never known, weren't they? As like, I don't know why they never seemed to have like famous guitar, like were known as like being that amazing guitarist or whatever. Or, no, I think it's because their songwriting was so, so strong. Just all round amazing musicians. Because some yeah. of the guitar parts are bloody wicked, but yeah. you don't really know them as like a face. I suppose it's like that kind of classic iconic face melting guitarist. Yeah, because they were so much about the songs, weren't they? Rather yeah. than the actual, not really a soloy. Certainly not later on. Yeah. Jake Kiska from a band called Greta Van Fleet, who I haven't, who I hadn't heard of, but I put one of their songs on in the in the shop. It was kind of, I think they're a new band, but doing a like sort of retro sound, like oh, a kind okay. of classic rock yeah. sound. So it had that bluesy kind of guitar thing going on. Yeah, Mick Mars. Oh, from um, uh, Motley Crue. Yeah, Mick Mars. Uh, Thingy from the White Stripes. He oh, was yeah, always he's known he's as like a good, yeah, badass Jack, guitarist. Jack White. Jack White. Obviously, Johnny Greenwood and. Ed O'Brien. Ed O'Brien. Ed, the unsung hero of Radiohead. Okay, Ed, there you go. Um, yeah, so uh, some some cracking suggestions. Thank you very much. Uh, what about solo? Favourite solo? Other than This Is Life. Other than, we've, yeah, we've said that one. Um, um, Sultans of Swing. Solo by Die Straits. That's a banger. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like some. Of, I know you say you don't like them, but I used to like some of Noel Gallagher's solos because you sing along to it, which is kind of always a sign of a kind of something melodic. I like uh, Billy Corgan's solo in Soma by Smashing Pumpkins. Now that is, is quite widdly, mm. and like it's obviously one of those virtuoso like fiddly guitar parts, but it's still. Still gets me, okay. Which is it's not very often wanky guitar solos do that. No, but that, that is one that does because it's even got like a bit in it. sort of bit. Uh, Michael J. What, Fox. What about and, um, uh, Slash Guns and Roses G and R? I like the Sweet Child of Mine riff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can, couldn't tell you much more. What about down and out, down, 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 down and out, down and out, down. Some Jimmy Hendrix one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that's a guess. That's more of a riff than a solo, isn't yeah. it? I like. Yeah, I do like the odd solo where it does just go for it. You know, rack it, give it the old twiddles, the big bad, the big bad twiddles. There's a, there's a time and a place for it. There is. There is. So I think that that's what we've learnt that the yeah. all guitar playing is valid. Yep. Just do it from the do it for the right Who's reasons. Who's your favourite guitarist cult from a Colchester band that you've noticed and you've gone? Oh, I think he's a wicked guitarist. I've well, maybe said the same one. Oscar from yeah. Anna Rat Patch. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar from Anna Rat Patch. It just he's got the Greenwood sneak. He's well good guitarist. He, I love how sort of into it he is. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like just completely. He's not even sort of. He's just focusing on his guitar. I get the impression he's not even thinking about the audience or no. 
and that's much like Johnny Greenwood he's so like involved in his playing that it, yeah. it's just compelling like watching him kind of almost sort of attack his guitar yeah love that yeah it's cool yeah so yeah I guess him okay so we've both said that mm. tick double have you got a pound for life yeah oh yeah we oh. have yeah so should we do our regular feature um, for the special okay um, it's kind of a pop special okay so pound for life Our good friend Alex. Today. Alex who? Freeman. Okay. Oh. Two artists. Artists. Yep. Billy Eilish and Katy Perry. Ooh. Bloody hell. Which yeah? Which way round? Okay. So I would have said if she'd have been ten years younger, she would have said Billy Eilish as her favourite and Katy Perry in the bin. But I think. That she's gonna, she's gonna say, "I want Katy Perry as my favourite and Billie Eilish in the bin." Well, you are bang wrong. Oh, it's the other, it's the other way around. She can't fucking stand Katy Perry. Her words, stop mine. Okay, harsh. Yep. Since the since he did she get married to Russell Brand, or were they yeah, just dating? They had a brief marriage. Dalliance. Yeah. Yeah. She like when I I said right band for life. First, her gut re- instinct was Amber. As in band for life, favour, yeah. yeah. No, 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 like erased. This erased, yeah. And then she said the Smiths. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, it can be an artist as well. And she said, oh, well, Katy Perry. But she was worried that she was going to get, when I told her we were big in Japan, she, she was too scared to say Abra or the Smiths. She was worried she'd get hate. Really? Hate from Japan. Our yeah. Japanese fans do not. <laughs> they lovers, not haters. Yeah, they don't condone violence. Mm. They've been sending me questions in, so every week I'm going to have a new question from our Japanese fan. Lovely. Uh, yeah, so she can't fucking stand Katy Perry. Katy Perry, so annoying, and the fact that she—I know they've made up now, but she had beef with Taylor Swift. Okay. And you don't mess with Tay Tay. What's Katy Perry? Did she do? Baby, you're a firework. <laughs> she certainly did. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I think uh, I know. Yeah, you know Raw. I don't know who I. How's that go? You're gonna hear me roar. Oh, oh, oh. Oh yeah, oh, uh-huh. oh, it's, on the, oh, it's on the shop playlist, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. definitely have heard it. And she did. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Oh yeah, yeah. And don't tell me you don't know that one because I. <laughs> I do know that one. Yeah. I see what you search for on the <laughs> computer when I come in. Uh, and Billie Eilish, she said she's a great role model. <laughs> Speaking of Billie Eilish, <laughs> great role model, amazing voice, and uh, just. Uh, she she likes how diverse her songs are. She writes songs with her brother. She does, yeah. And I, I agree with that, actually. I don't like, know if I know a Billy Eilish song. Of course you do. Tell me one, I don't know if I'd know one. I'm a bad guy. Duh. <laughs> she did the Bond, the Bond song. The new one? Yeah. Um, it's not come out yet. 
Yeah, but the song's been out for ages. Yeah, don't know. Again, it's on the playlist. There's, lo- there's, you, there's loads, you know. You'd... Mm. Now I've got a bellyache. That not really... I know, like, I know the kids will like her. If Billie Eilish walked in this shop right now... You wouldn't recognise her? I think I'd go, hi, how's your day been? I'd ask all the news questions, but I don't know. I'd go... You wouldn't go, oh, it's Billie, Billie Eilish. Eilish. Can I get my photo taken with you? girl. I mm. saw a girl and I liked it. <laughs> I don't think I'm not entirely taste sure. taste cherry chapstick. I'm not entirely convinced I would know if Katy Perry walked in. <laughs> Unless everyone went, fuck me, it's Katy Perry. But if she just walked in mm. randomly... Um, well, I think you'd pay her attention. I just don't know if I would go. That's you Katie might not Perry. know it's Katy Perry, but you'd, I think you would. What are you saying? You'd give her. I'd give everyone attention. <laughs> I think you should get extra, extra good Excellent customer, customer service. <laughs> yeah, she get Machiko's extra customer service. Yeah, I don't. I, I would. I would recognise her, but I suppose you're a bit more into pop culture ki- than me. I, yeah, I guess. You've always been better at recognising people than me. Yeah, I, well, I read more of the music. Yeah, I used to get Q magazine. Yeah, man. And I, yeah, I, I try and keep my finger on the pulse with the pop stuff a bit. I don't. This, this, I'm. They have to be massive. Would you recognise Taylor Swift if she walked in? Taylor Swift, yes. I wouldn't recognise Cardi B. Or Dua Lipa. I know who these people are, but I, I wouldn't recognise them. Who's the? Is it Cardi B who's done that? WAP. Would you recognise Saint you know Marek? Do you know WAP? Do you know oh, about WAP? No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Somebody tell him next time you see him in here. <laughs> but please don't be a young girl. Don't tell him. I don't know if I want to know what you're... Ask, well, ask Gemma. Gemma's always right. going on about it. What WAP? W-A-P? Yeah. Okay. I'll ask her what it stands for. Do I really want to? Willie Out Patrol? Mm. That's not even out. Uh, a... it's, no, it's not Willie. Um, it's the other... It's the female... Uh... Wazar. No, um, the female genitalia in ooh, in its whoa. in its moist ooh, state. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what you're weird you. Whoa, 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 woo woo. No, it's the pee part. Is the what? Is the like a cat? Panchita. Like pussy. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Wet ass pussy. There you go. Why are you saying now? A know, pop that's, song. That's what she's singing about. Pathetic. Well, it's not a, fair, but I understand why there's that. a TikTok dance that goes with it. Okay. That uh, who's who's this? Katy Perry. I think it's Cardi B. Cardi B. Nah, not why. Not for me, Clive. I prefer my but, songs more wholesome. Keen. <laughs> Coldplay. Yeah, lovely, lovely <laughs> sentimental stuff. Yeah, love. They've never even so much as seen a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have done it. Let alone sing about it. Um. Okay. Well, that's an interesting. Yeah. Well, you should, would you reckon? Would you recognise Zayn Malik if he came in here? Zayn Malik, you mean? Malik. <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. I definitely recognise Harry Styles. <coughs> no, I think I. Niall Horan. 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 I think I could pick maybe three out of five of the original One Direction. You'd recognise them in the shop. Malik Styles and maybe the one who went out who with, went out with uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Cole. Baker. Yeah. Baker. Cheryl Baker. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Eggs and Baker. <laughs> she'd, she'd love it. Okay. I'm trying to think who else. Would you recognise Jordan if she came in here? Katie Price. Katie Price. I haven't seen her on TV or 
Anyway. In a paper for, I reckon I still recognise her. Yeah, I dread to think what she looks like now because she looked pretty. She, I think she's Would always you, okay. been addicted to the surgery, hasn't she? So I don't know if she still looks the you same. Rec- you'd recognise Harry Kane if you came in here, wouldn't you? Harry, <laughs> England captain Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd have his mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> the voice. He'd have his mouth open for a start. <laughs> Would you recognise? Well, you you obviously wouldn't. Hey. I don't think there are any pop pop stars. No, that I just don't watch pop, pop anymore. Like Drake, if you came in here. No, I don't think I'd recognise Drake. Would you recognise Brad Pitt? Yeah, yeah. Of course you would. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd think if he came in, going, you what wouldn't the be fuck sure. Is Brad Pitt doing in Colchester for a start? <laughs> what I think that's mental. Yeah. I think you'd think it was a a lookalike. I don't think. You wouldn't say you, you just, think you like, look like you met Kate, Kate Winslet. Yeah, and told her she looked like Kate Winslet. Yeah, mm. I think it'd be like that. Like, it's different though. In London, you're on high alert. I reckon you look really old you're, up close. So. You're, you're in high alert in London yeah. because there's always celebrities coming into the shop there. That's true. But in Colchester, it's very. I mean, who who have been who have we had in here that you know is a borderline celebrity at best? Danny from Hearsay. Yep, he lives in the area. I've seen him a couple of times. We uh, had um, what's the Jody name? Marsh. Yeah, Marsh. And there was someone who'd been in Hollyoaks. <laughs> someone who'd been in Hollyoaks. Uh, but yeah, they they said they were going to come in. They moved to the area, but they never came in again. Uh, something I said, I guess. Maybe they didn't move to the area. But yeah. apart from that, it's like yeah, you don't get many celebrities in Colchester no, as you do, do in London. That's it's a pretty big deal. In when they did London's Covent Garden because mm. they had the dance studios all around you, didn't you? Recording studios. That was an adjustment. I was getting quite you know because we've got to the point where it's so regular. Took it for you, granted. You, yeah, you got a bit almost relaxed, hmm. almost nonchalant when a celebrity came in. Yeah. Whereas at the start, it was kind of exciting and new and mm-hmm. scary. But now it's been so long since I've met a famous person. I think I'd freeze you up go again. Back to the um, mm. back to the old days. I reckon. If you had to have one famous person, what coming here? Who would it be? Ooh, Gandhi. <laughs> Probably. Gervais. No, I think he'd be. You think he'd be mean? Probably. Yeah. Well, I told you where I met Stephen Merchant, and he wasn't didn't want to talk. No. Yeah, but you can't expect them to. No. I did say, you know, I said thank you. I tried to be nice. I said thank you for the fun and la- laughter. Yeah, I, really I, I stood, stood next to him in the steels actually for a yeah. bit. On it was on the yeah. Halloween, mm. in fact. Probably this time. He'd come as a goggle eye freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, we've grown ourselves a lanky goggle eye freak. Uh... Yeah. Ethan, <laughs> that's a good name. Uh, yeah, he was. I think it was Halloween. I was dressed as Richie Manic. I remember. Oh, okay. And yeah, he was there just with a few of his mates, and I just I stood next to him, like thinking, like, at some point. Because that's when I saw him in Steels. Yeah, at some point there'll be an instance where you know we're reaching for the same drink or whatever, and there'll be an opportunity to talk to him, but he didn't. Got like three. <laughs> it never came. Yeah, Kel Pilkington. You like to milk him? No, Do you reckon he's he, nice, does, he doesn't want to talk to people, does he? No. Grumpy fucker. Would you go? You got hair like a fucking orange. Coogan. <laughs> yeah. Would obviously like Coogan. No, again, these you comedians. Just be mean I think comedians, as a rule, just aren't um, aren't the most fun to be around. They're not that friendly in real life. I don't think so. No, they put all their funniness into their work. So then, when they're not working, mm. they don't want to be funny. Mm. Uh, sometimes it feels like they, they, they seems like they they don't want to talk to anyone. No, I reckon Michael McIntyre would be, <laughs> would love to chat. That Chinese man. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Mm. 
Well, we John Bishop. A, we could do a whole other podcast. Yeah, like, which, no, com- <laughs> which comedians do you want to meet? <laughs> John Bishop. <laughs> he seems dead on. Isn't it weird? The Jermaine Genus is on the one show now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm happy about it. I don't think he's a great... It's a bit weird. It's like they're just getting I don't random like... people now to be presenters. Yeah, I don't like it when celebrities from other fields get to be presenters. Presenting is a skill it's a unto skill itself. itself. Yeah. Hire a presenter to do it. Don't you know? Michael Ball, Big Michael's on it. Don't hire Ball. Yeah, he's on the one show quite a lot now. Yeah, the Ball. Well, I'm not. So, I don't. I don't agree with it. Get somebody. Like, there's plenty of presenters who are probably out of work or ones who want to be. You know, younger people coming through. Mm. Don't hire a rich Premier League footballer to fill that job. That's a dream job. Mm. The one show. That's that's great. Pick. That's pop. BBC One part. Yeah. <laughs> pick time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that bombshell. <laughs> But I haven't watched Jermaine Jenner. Okay, do it. quick before we go, is he um, any good? what guitarist would you like to meet? Uh, Graham Coxon. Yeah, Graham Coxon. Bye. <laughs> the nose. 